Sony and Big D Swan. What's up, boys? What's up? Let's go. Boys, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've brought it up several times on this podcast, but building a fence just wears you out, boy. I to, we're it's we're starting at one twenty a.m. Your boy had to just had to take a hot shower, and then I stepped out that hot shower into a hot bath, watched a little Peaky Blinders, got my rankings down. I I'm wore out. That's what you watch our show for, man. That kind of preparation. I'm telling you, I, it's consistency. We knew we had to get it done. So here we are. Uh, you can depend on us for your Monday morning commute. You're welcome. Uh, sh- guys, uh, let's get on with this snooze fest of tight end rankings. I, I hate that we're having to do a show for this, but... I, it's for the people. It's for the people. You need to know. I feel like the top ten is pretty locked in. Everybody knows the top ten guys. We're just going to give you where we rank them within the top ten, top twelve Hopefully, get rid of some doubts that you're having. There's some hot take. That it's it's tight ends, but there's still some hot takes. There's one especially caliente take. I can't wait to get to it. Oh man, I can't wait. All right, let's let's get into it. Number one consensus. Number one is Mark Andrews. Goni and I had him at one. Beggs had him at two. We'll let Beggs talk on him because he was the odd man out. I'm going to get this show started off with a doink bet. And, uh, Wayne, there's no way Mark Andrews finishes better than Travis Kelsey this year. Not going to happen. You want to lock a doink bet in on that? I, yeah. Do I? Are you Ooh. asking if I enjoy Ooh. putting these big old slobber knockers right on your forehead? Absolutely. Lock it in. There is no chance of that happening ever. Ever. Goni. No chance? There's no chance. None. It happened last year, but uh, for my obligatory statement for this to choose a side, I definitely think there's a chance. I mean, it happened last year, but... I, I just have to go with the smart odds and take 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 the field, man, as far as I, I think that Travis Kelsey, I'm going to have to go on the Travis Kelsey side. There's no field. I know I took, it's Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews who finishes better. Where's the field at? Oh, 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 my bad. No, I ranked Mark Andrews as number one. I'm gonna, I'll take Mark Andrews as number one. Man, I thought it was Tony hates bet. agreeing with me, boy. He hates I it. I do, man. I hate it. I, I immediately snap called against him. For, hey, make sure that's right in the notes. Make sure that's right oh, yeah. in the notes because you're the you're the holder of the notes and you had that extremely wrong. Listen, it, it, I'm just going to say it, right? Lamar got hurt week 13 last year. If, if you extrapolate out the games Mark Andrews had with Tyler Huntley under center, you look at his games with just Lamar Jackson, it averages out to about 250 fantasy points on the year, which is still tied in two last year. Wayne, I'll let you just sit back for a minute and just marinate on how many times Kelsey has hit 250 or exceeded in his career. Just give me a wild guess. In his career? Mm-hmm. Five. He's exceeded it four times. Four years in a row. The last four years. Mm-hmm. So Mark Andrews did what he did last year with Lamar. No shot of beating out Kelsey. No shot. Yeah, 
if he does the same thing he does last year. Listen, uh, I'll tell you something about Mark Andrews. He's Lamar's best and only option. He was the only tight end with over 100 receptions. He led the NFL with the most targets in the end zone. He uh, He's the only option, my guy. He, he's he's gonna not. Get, he is. He's the only option. Really? With really? A, with a healthy stable of running backs? A healthy Lamar. stable of garbage running backs. I, 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 I way. Dobbins, I, they, they clearly they, – they, they, The backup running back, I can't think of his name. Your boy Mike Davis? No, not Mike. The, the $10 million backup, two-year deal. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, the bus. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They clearly paid Gus Bust. the bus. <laughs> they clearly paid Gus the bus. If, if Dobbins and Bus stay healthy with Lamar in the red zone, Andrews' targets go down. They go down. I don't know, man. They don't have anyone to throw to. Lamar doesn't throw to the running backs anyways. They literally have Rashad Bateman, who's coming into his second year, Devin Duvernay, James Proche, and Tylen Wallace. Who who else is he going to throw to besides Mark Andrews? Well, I throw when you can hand the ball off, am I right? Bro, this is not the army offense of college. This is the NFL. You can't get by throwing the ball eight times a game and expect to win and make the playoffs in the no, NFL. The same Patriots in the sleet snow last year, my guy. Right. Or the hurricane. It was the it was the, was the, the thirty mile an hour wind game against the Bills. Yeah. Listen. He recorded half of his touchdowns. Now I cannot confirm targets right now, but he recorded half of his touchdowns with Tyler Huntley behind center. I mean, he had nine. He had nine touchdowns. He had thirteen hundred sixty-one yards. Yeah, how do you he cut? Had, how do you cut that in half? Did he have? Did Huntley have the four or the five half? Yeah, <laughs> he had the four. Interesting, interesting slice of the pie there. I mean, uh, let's just here. I, I'll just. It's easy to explain myself, people. Mad Mob, because Travis Kelsey is a consensus too. I had him at four. God, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Goni had him at two, Beggs had him at one. He was we we all know what he did last year. Second in targets and receptions, ninety two on one thirty five, uh, tied for first with nine touchdowns, along with like thirty seven other tight ends. I, guys, he's going to be thirty three in a couple months, and that's the oldest person on this entire list. That's that's a fact. Listen, he's got the a, a piss poor contested pass catch rating at ten point five percent. Goni, what's your favorite word when you're talking about people? Aging people, regression. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Last year was his fewest targets, receptions, and yards since 2017. Regression. You know what happened in 2016? 2017 was the last year that he got that 250 mark. He is going downwards, my boy. Downwards. He's 33. Hey, Goni, just a, a, a dart throw here. What's the average age drop off of tight ends? About 32, 33. And he's going to be 33 yeah. this year. And guess what? Is. They just went out and got Juju, who lives between the sticks. They got, they didn't get, hey man, they didn't get Juju to replace Tyreek throwing downhill bombs. He ain't that type of player. He's a between the sticks player, and he's going to siphon some of those targets because guess what? Tyreek or Travis Kelsey is aging and regressing. And he's going to continue to do so because that's how Father Time works, ladies and gentlemen. As as an avid Cowboys fan, I watched Jason Witten, who qualified for Medicare, still be an absolute dominant tight end in the league. He didn't play with any 
any qual any any quarterback the quality of Pat Mahomes or any offensive mind the quality of Andy Reid. He's old, sure, but thirty three a thirty three Kelsey is still loads better. Why has he been regressing since he's turned twenty nine? Every year he's gotten worse. Uh, well, he's gotten worse, but he's still breaking a thousand yards and scoring a bunch of touchdowns. I, I agree. I mean, that's why I, I got agree. him four. I don't have him saying I don't think he's going to be dog okay. water this year. Listen, that's still crazy though. I think, man, crazy. What? Why do we like Mark Andrews? Volume, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey gets his too. He's seen he, at least 117 he? targets each of the last six years. Yeah, but my it, my thing it, is we like volume and. The Ravens lost weapons, which should increase Mark Mark so Andrews' volume. So did the Chiefs. They the lost Chiefs, That's all they lost, and then they replaced them with two other guys. That's all they lost. They, they, lost lo- they replaced them with they replaced <laughs> Tyreek with another speedster, who's obviously not as good, but he's a downfield speedster. And then Juju, who lives in the Travis Kelsey zone. Wayne, bro, I, listen. This the, the Chiefs' receiving core is better than than the Ravens. I don't think anybody's going to question that. The Ravens might be in the bottom. Bottom five of the league. I'm not going to debate with you on that. But the Chiefs are not in the top half. And it's Pat Mahomes and an offense who throws the ball. You're betting on a running offense? You're, you're betting on what Lamar did with Mark Andrews in the first half of the year last year? And you're betting on that getting better. It's not going to happen. Um, what if it stayed the same? Did Take I say it. did I say okay. they were going to ride Mark Andrews to the Super Bowl, or did I say that Mark Andrews was going to be a volume hog? Then he'll get 250 fantasy points, and he'll be second behind Travis Kelsey. That's not true. Hey, where's Juju going to take targets? Where does he fit into this offense? I, I'm honestly asking you, where does Juju fit into this Chiefs offense? Actually, let me get Goni's opinion. Where does Juju I mean, fit the into middle the Chiefs' of the offense? He's he's going to play the slot. They they signed him to play the slot. He's going to be in the middle of the field. Who has typically um, done that for the Chiefs? Travis Kelsey all day. Do all you day. not see they a continuous they regression? They revamped their their core and everything. I mean, I'm on board with you for Mark Andrews having a better year than Kelsey, I, and I ranked it as such. I just think that. Travis Kelsey and the offense is too good for him to fall down as far as you have him. If I had any gripe with you, it'd be just that he's at the four. But I mean, I have uh, Andrews at the one over Kelsey. So, I mean, I agree with you on that. He played better with Tyler Huntley. He, he did. The, 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 the numbers back that up. It's a small sample size, though, at the it, same time. It's only like four games, four or five games, man. It, well, if you look over his career with Lamar, right? Yeah. Again, if you extrapolate his numbers, you take out what he did with Huntley, extrapolate what he did with Lamar. He Still improved. A top tight end. No doubt. I'm not, I had him at two. I had him at two. But Travis Kelsey, 250 fantasy points is is what Travis Kelsey has done for the last four years. So my question for you then, also, also. Uh, Mark Andrews is 26 years old. So if he's done, if Travis Kelsey's done that over the last five years, that would put him at 27, right? Yeah. Okay. So that would, we can agree, probably more so the prime for tight ends. So is it possible that Andrews is coming into it? And then my second question is at what point for you, what age? Do you think we'll see Travis Kelsey start to regress? It it comes for everyone, man. Well, he's like already said, regressing. Time comes for everyone. He's already regressing. Let's, let's yeah, but get I that mean, clear. I mean, for him to be comfortable not putting him at the tight end one spot, 
I, I agree he could do it this year. Again, the offense is phenomenal, and they they target him like crazy. It's just at some point you're going to have to sell. In a dynasty, at some point you're going to want to sell. You're not going to want to grind him into dust, are you? And you're, then just have nothing? You it, all are it, all about reading between the lines when it comes to front office moves. Can we not read between the lines in the signing of Juju? The guy that lives where Travis Kelsey lives? Can we not read between the lines there that there's it, that they need another guy in the second level to take some of that volume because Travis Kelsey is uh, regressing? Dude, well, yeah, first I of all, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I I, I do. I think he's 32. Look, it, if you don't sign Juju, right, teams are, are game planning to stop Travis Kelsey. So I, I, think it, I think it frees up Kelsey to work a little more in single coverage. But I do want to make a point. Last year was his third best fantasy finish of his career. That's not regression. 134 targets, which was the fourth highest of his career. That's not regression. It is. It was. It's his regression from last year, from 2020 to 2021. He had fewer targets, receptions, and yards. The fewest since 2017, right? What's that? Targets, targets, receptions, and yards since 2017. Since 2017, honestly, he mimicked that's that's regression game last year. He didn't mimic. He got fewer. He mimicked. Well, I he mean, did not mimic. He, oh, he got it. fewer, my boy. It's 134 targets to 136. It's all relative. It's and fewer. It's game. a regression. So I have a question. I have another question. Begs, if you are a fringe playoff contender in a dynasty, are you riding out Travis Kelsey this year? Or are you trying to sell and get some assets out of him before he falls off a cliff? I think Travis Kelsey gives you absolute, no doubt about it, two more league years of tight end. So you hold if you're a fringe fringe, like uh, I'd say sixth best, fifth best, potentially you, yeah. you'll hold. Why would you sell him now? His situation improved. It didn't improve. value. It I, didn't I'm, improve. I'm worried about I'm worried about the age, man. I, they I, they added it. another player it, to operate in his area. Tyreek Tyreek is a downfield guy. Tyreek isn't taking. Tyreek Levin doesn't open up a bunch of targets for Travis Kelsey because Tyreek didn't operate where Travis Kelsey operates. Bro, Tyreek's leaving out 159 targets. If you don't think Kelsey gets any of those, you've lost your mind. Yeah, I think MVS takes some of those. I think Juju takes some of those. You know, Remember they went out and got some more people, unlike the Ravens. Kelsey's <laughs> taking some of those targets. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't let Tyreek leave if you're not happy with your current load of weapons. Let's see, what did he have last year? He had uh, 134 targets. So what do you what are you thinking? 150 targets. I'm Ron Burgundy. I, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's out of the question. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's out of the question. Uh, team's gonna have to rely on him. They don't. They have weapons all over the field. They don't have to rely on Travis Kelsey. We'll see. That's uh, having him at four is blasphemous. I, I just don't see. You're asking Mark Andrews to to repeat what he did last year. You're essentially asking him to outperform what he did with Lamar last year. Is it possible? Sure. Do I see it happening in that offense? No. You're asking Travis Kelsey to do better. For one, it's been a clear regression since 2017. You're asking him to all of a sudden, out of five years of regression, to all of a sudden do better. 
next year when they got somebody to operate in his area? I'm not, I'm asking him to meet his four year average. I just like the offense and the quarterback better than the next two guys we have for the consensus. So that, that that's why I don't have him at four, honestly. But hey, yeah. let let's let's move on, shall we? You a fool, boy. We ain't got to move on going. These are tight ends. Uh, let's because let, let's be uh, yeah. honest. The, as yeah. we as we get further down, I'm really not. I'm I'm not going to be up in arms over disagreements <laughs> on Mike Gesicki. I'm sorry. I'm not going to yeah, be. No, I'm not going to be upset that. if this, I, if this is probably the hottest point. And, and it is, and that's why I want to touch on it. I mean, Begley thinks that the five year regression magically gets better at the age of 33 when other weapons have been added to his zone. Uh, I don't. I think he's going to continue to do what he's done since 2017, regress, and they're going to rely on Juju in that second level more. Nice. I, I know the young blood. I say sell him in a dynasty. Sell it's him. Sell him and get what you can. Absolutely sell him. Sell him high. Sell him. Now. Unless you're a contender, if you're if you're like, you know, a top one one or two, maybe three guy. Well, top four is what I usually go if with. If you're winning this year, yeah. If yeah. You 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 can keep him for that and everything, but aside from that, you should definitely get your assets now because it's better to be a year early than a year late, Beggs. Mm. Oh sure. But I'm contending in all my leagues going, so it was it's a hold for me. That's fine. Then you fit the bill. You fit the criteria. Yeah. yeah. Well, you contend and uh, we win championships. So uh, do what you will with that. Uh, consensus number three is a guy that I had ranked um, in front of Travis Kelsey uh, by the name of Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I had him at two, and I'm proud of it. Uh, Goni had him at four, and Beggs had him at three. Uh, y'all want me to go first? Get at it, man. Okay. Yeah, you're the highest. Uh, yeah. Here's here's my thing with Kyle Pitts. We all know he's on a, a trash cans offense, trash cans team. I, I get that. But the man had s- somehow – what did he finish last year? Uh, tight end six? Six. Tight end yeah. six. He only had 68 receptions on 110 targets. He was only one of three tight ends over 1,000 yards. Who were the other two? Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. My thing is he did that on 68 receptions – because he led tight ends with 15.1 yards per reception. That's pretty solid. He managed number six tight end with one tutty. One tutty managed number six tight end. I feel like that's going to increase because you look at what Matt Ryan does with his weapons. He doesn't target them in the end zone. Look at poor Julio Jones. That man just would absolutely work his way down the field, and then when it came to pay dirt time, Matt Ryan was completely blind to that alien of a human being. And it didn't make any sense. So what did Matt Ryan do last year? He worked Kyle Pitts down the field, and then when it got to pay dirt time, he was completely blind to Kyle Pitts. So I feel like it, with Drake London, it opens up a little – I'd say that offense is going to be about as poor as it was last year, and he will get about the same work. But Mariota's going to look to him more in the end zone because that's typically what you do with your – better weapons as you look for them when it's most important. Yeah. I, Gunner, I'll let you speak a little more than me because you had him at four, but I, when I agree with everything, man, I, I think he, I think he gets a little more red zone work. You know, man, the, the Falcons last year really split him out wide a lot and they used him essentially as a wide receiver, especially if he went out. Yeah. Yep. So he gets the ball downfield a lot more than other tight ends. I just, Mariota caps. This guy, this guy's potential, man. I, mean, I agree. I mean, will the Falcons ever? I mean, seriously, honest question. 
Will the Falcons ever sell? Will they ever have fans fill fifty percent of the stadium for any game this year? Place is going to be a ghost town. It'll be years from now. They have to rebuild the team uh, like crazy. They have to absolutely rebuild. This is years and years of Who's number top five picks. Yeah, dude. They just need to demolish it and just start from scratch. Just, Which just is crazy too because they have they have like a relatively new stadium, and I've actually read that. They have some of the lowest, which is probably why they're trying to get fans in, but they have some of the lowest concessions across the league as far as like your beers and hot dogs and and, and things of that nature. It's some of the cheapest in the league, probably just because they're trying to get people to go. Man, I mean, honestly, the the soccer team in Atlanta is is a much better pool than the Falcons. Absolutely. Guys, I can't see him at number two, though. Just for me, I, I just checked it out, and he finished 85 points behind Travis Kelsey at the number, who was at the number two spot last year. I know he only scored one touchdown, but Marcus Mariota is a downgrade. I mean, we, we have to agree on that. Yeah, he's he had a couple good years with like Delaney Walker when he was a Titan, but he's been you know not playing football games for. What a, a couple of years now, <laughs> maybe been at least. Not playing, boy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, my thing is when you're when you're look at look at the market. Look at Begley's argument with Huntley. I didn't mean to cut you off, Connie. Uh, you're good. Look at look at his argument with Huntley. Is a, I mean to a, cut you off. I'm going to continue cutting you off. A poor quarterback. Do you mind, Begley? You're being really rude right now. <laughs> cut you off. <laughs> you. The argument with Huntley is they game planned with the best weapon to give Mark Andrews the ball more. Is his argument there? Mariota is a worse quarterback. They're not mm-hmm. going to be doing drawing up any downfield plays for him. It's going to be a lot of just dump it off to Kyle Pitts. He's a freaking nature. Same, but that's that's why we that's why we went with Drake London for that other area. He's a he's a monster. I mean, he's huge because Mariota's just I feel not that. that great. I mean, I I feel that, but at the same time, uh, Kyle Pitts was that dude last year. I mean, Calvin Ridley didn't play for a whole lot of the season. Uh, it's not like really anything's changing with that to where they're, you know, they're getting rid of the number one target being Calvin Ridley. He was gone for most of the year last year dealing with all his crazy stuff. Drake <laughs> London's a rookie. I don't expect Drake London to come in and be the majority share owner of the targets. It's just, I think he gets... He only had 20.3% of the target share last year. I, I think that's going to go up. They're Marcus Mariota targets, though, and not Matt Ryan targets. Marcus Mariota's not good. He's never been good. I mean, his most notable accolade is passing himself a touchdown, Well, I think, in, in the playoffs against the Patriots. That's the only reason why I remember it. He threw a touchdown to himself. There might have been a year. There might have been a year because I'm I'm a Bucks fan and Jameis Winston was in that draft with Marcus Mariota and I remember being re- very salty about picking Jameis over Mariota for like a year or two. Yeah, I, are, I, you, are I, you still salty about it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Gunny, I know turn you did you like? I, I know you you hate volume and you don't you prefer players of lower volume. I don't. How do I you? Don't. Looking I'm just at, saying. I'm just. No, I, I, bro. I haven't met four. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be terrible by any means. It's just I, I'm arguing the point of I just couldn't take him at two. He finished 85 points lower than the guy who finished at two right. last year. Here's he's not going to make that up in touchdowns. He'll break a thousand yards. I agree. He's a phenomenal playmaker. 
He's in his second year in the league, so I expect some growth out of him. It's just I, I don't see him getting up to two. That's all. He won't be two. He won't be two. There's there's no chance of that. Um, but his there's bowl is full. He can eat as much as he wants, right? Oh, yeah. I, Absolutely. My thing is, you said he'll break 1,000 yards very matter-of-factly. Yeah. But there was only three like, tight ends that did that. That's that's not something to be just said in passing. He'll be and, there. I mean, that's what's going to buoy him, though. That's going to buoy – he scored one tut. Like you said, he scored one tutty last year, and he finished as the tight end six. So if you get that man to five or six touchdowns, which – might still be kind of high for him with Mariota there. He's 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 a lock for a top five for sure. Number two, in my opinion. Uh, consensus number four. We got um, we have a classic case of reverse jinxing. He's going to try and <laughs> rationalize it to continue with the reverse jinx, but we're not going to let it happen. Uh, Goni and I. It's Dalton Schultz. Goni and I both have him at number three. And the homer has him at six. I I respect what you're doing, trying to reverse jinx it, but I I, I don't. Mean, I guess. Well, that's because you're a Patriots fan, and you've uh, you've enjoyed got no one to rank. You've enjoyed decades of success, so you don't have to reverse jinx. But um, a Cowboys fan who hasn't done anything in decades, they got it. They got to re- resort to reverse jinxing. And as a Buccaneers fan who. Uh, prior to two years ago, I had to do a lot of reverse jinxing, and it was to no avail. I mean, it still sucked. But uh, let's let's hear what you got to say about Dalton Schultz. Why is he going to suck next year? Well, I, I'm a little worried about Dalton Schultz, you know, because the Cowboys are a little worried about Dalton Schultz. The franchise tagged him, right? The year he had last year, it didn't pay the man. Now David and Jokies went and got paid. It really raised the market. Uh, you know, we drafted Jake Ferguson uh, from Wisconsin. Um, we had McCown on the roster. We had Sprinkle. We signed him from from Washington. Sprinkle. I, I, Spring- <laughs> Jeremy Sprinkle. What a noteworthy name. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, uh, in my opinion, uh, I think the Cowboys get back to a little more of the run game this year. Schultz did grade poorly as a run blocker, according to PFF. Uh, I think he's more of a pure receiving play. Uh, look, he's got synergy with Dak. I think he's a. I think he's a good guy. I think his his targets do go up a little bit with with Coop leaving. Uh, but it worries me that the Cowboys didn't commit to him. I mean, we're paying him ten million dollars. Ten million dollars a year. As of now, there's been no progress that I've seen on his long term deal. So I think he's going to be playing out under the tag. Worries me a little bit. Why would you not pay him if that's your tight end of the future? Right? I just I, I'm so confused how your arguments for some tight ends are like a pot like losing Tyreek was a huge plus for Travis Kelsey, but yeah. losing Amari is not a huge plus for Dalton Schultz. Like well, well I, I feel like you're just kind of switching those things up because all I know is the man was yeah. targeted uh, what over a hundred times. Let me the, let me get in here with that. Oh. Beggs hates volume. The man hates volume. He got over 100 targets last year. Second thing, oh, he's playing for his money. He's going to be so good. This, You always go with his, those two things, man. His, what changes here? His arguments only work for certain people. It, it just doesn't make any sense. And now that we're getting deeper and deeper into these rankings, we're just starting to find you out, man. We're starting to find you out. We're starting to just really zone in on just – 
how flip floppy you are, man. Lord have mercy. Listen, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz pulled in eight tutties despite being what the third, fourth, fifth option on that, including Zeke. That's solid. That's second most. Granted, again, there was probably like what? How many were there? Five, five tight ends with nine touchdowns. Two. I got it right in front of me. I don't even have four. Four with uh, nine touchdowns. Ooh, timeout. Can you guess the fourth one? You can guess three pretty quick. Give me three. Hunter Henry. <clears throat> We've been doing our research. That was a dumb question. So, Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson are leaving behind, what, close to 170 targets? And Dalton Schultz is not going to benefit from that? No. Because unlike unlike the Chiefs, they didn't go out and get any other weapons. They just said, we're good with what we got, we're good with CD, we're good with Gallup, we're good with Dalton. But the Chiefs yeah. lost Tyreek, and they said, and eh, let's get MBS, let's get Juju. So, first so they're going to lose some targets. The Chiefs are going to lose all those targets from Tyreek and then pick up two more players. The Cowboys are going to lose two players, and those targets are just going to be gone to the wind to go to the rest of the receiving core. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'll tell you the difference. Uh, first of all, you, you can't compare oh. Travis Kelsey. and, and uh, I can compare the situation. Well, you, I, I can I, absolutely compare the situation. I'm on record as saying I, I think – and actually, it was I, I really got this information from a quote that Kellen Moore uh, had kind of put out there, which was Dallas is going to run the ball more this year. It's going to be more of a run-heavy offense. It's going to rely on our defense a little more. I I, I don't see him getting eight touchdowns. Um, I, I think the offense is less explosive in general, man. I think it takes a step back. I'm not. High, I'm on record saying Cowboys are 500 team this year. I think there's just regression in the offense as a whole. Here, here's my thing. Dalton Schultz. Tight end four, right? I mean, no, three. Or you had him at three. six. Six. Yeah. six. Six. You had him right. at six. He finished as the number three last year with Amari and Cedric Wilson there. And he only yeah. had a he had a terrible 16.4% target share. That is not good at all for a tight end. And he still managed a number three finish. So you're That's telling tough. me losing Amari, losing Cedric, let's say those 164 targets turn into 164 runs and he still gets a poor 16.4% target share. He still yeah. can't finish there. No, he, he, he won't get eight touchdowns this year. I mean, Why? he could dude. He could, they, they passed the You're ball the that sixth so, most last year. He's saying They're, that so matter of factly, but it's just not true. If there's 164 targets gone to the wind, something's got to happen with them. Right. So yeah, if, I, I if, think it's, I think this is a I, I think I, Dallas as an offense has fewer possessions as a whole. Right, I think we have fewer fewer plays and as a whole, I think the def, I think the offense has more of a time of possession based offense this year. I think we run the ball. I want to say five to ten percent more. I really do. Cutmore's like, on record saying that's his goal. I don't I don't want to bash you too much here. But the Cowboys are in by far the worst division in football, and the NFC is down this year. Weakest strength of the schedule. They're less talented. I get it, but they're playing against a bunch of Pop Warner teams in the NFL. Like you act like you act like you act like oh man, they're the the Cowboys are getting worse. I agreed, but so is everybody around them. I'm on record. As saying they're eight and eight, or five hundred team, nine and eight. I guess. Uh, Mad Mob, he's reverse jinxing. He's reverse jinxing. 
You must you must hate volume, man. You must absolutely hates hate it. volume. Hates the volume. I got 104 targets last year on a 16.4% target share. How do you not expect that to go up? CD Lamb is there. Michael Gallup may miss the first couple games because of his torn ACL. You have James Washington, and they drafted a rookie in Jalen Tolbert. Who who else is he going to throw the ball to? They throw the ball, like I said, the sixth most times in the league last year. This year. Bro, even so, you might say that, but Mike McCarthy is the coach. Mike McCarthy, for years with the uh, Packers, was saying that he wanted to run the ball more. It never materialized. Never materialized, man. They're going to be in the top half, even if they regress. I think they'll be in the top 10 for for just pass attempts in general. They're going to throw. And it it just looks like it's a safe bet. He's probably going to go up to more like a 20% target share. And... I think it's an easy bet for him to get there, really. You don't pay Dak that money to hand the ball off. You've already paid Zeke his money and still thrown the ball, and now you paid your quarterback all that money. You're not just going to resort back to handing the ball off. You're just not going to do it. Why didn't didn't Dallas pay the man after the season he had last year? They're probably getting out from all these contracts. They just got out from Lyle Collins – Tyron Smith, you guys are paying Zeke, you're paying Dak. You just got your shedding contracts, but you still have the cap hits. Amari Cooper was another one. You still have dead cap hits. We had we had cap space. I'm uh, sure you I, have some. We have room. How much room? Yeah, that's what, that's the what question was here. Tokyo's deals were. What was the deal he just? He, signed? They was? don't have the room. They. You can't I mean, if, if you have twenty million in cap space, you cannot use it all on a tight end. I mean, it's as simple as that. Did, it doesn't matter what the tight end right is. Now, I don't. I don't understand why he needs to get it right now. Chris why, Godwin, why don't you just Chris play God, him on the Chris Godwin the franchise was franchise tag. tagged last year before they signed him. Sometimes you just don't have the money now. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get signed later. A lot of people yeah, play shed. on a franchise tag and then they get signed the next year. Happens often. Did the Bucks Kirk want Cousins Chris Godwin? Played on it twice. Absolutely, and we signed him after we got it. Uh, guy, I mean, look, the risk of the franchise tag, right, mm-hmm. is when you don't commit to a player long term, they go looking for a long term deal, and they often spurn the team you tagged them, right? That's the risk of the franchise tag, right? So when you don't commit to a player long term before the tag, it kind of shows mm-hmm. your hand as a team. That might that might be you're hurting their feelings or whatever when the guy's a bona fide it's superstar matters. and you're not paying him and you're just stringing him along with the prove it every year. I.e. Don Schultz Bell. hasn't been that. I.e. Don Schultz Bell wasn't even. Dalton Schultz was not even drafted to be that. It was supposed to be Blake Jarwin, and then Blake Jarwin tore his ACL, and here comes Dalton Schultz off the bench tearing it up. And so he he has the last two years. He's done well, and I mean. That doesn't. He's he wasn't a high draft capital pick, was he? I'm pretty sure he wasn't. No, no. We the Cowboys ever since Jason Witten retired, man, our tight end situation's just been kind of weird. I mean, Jerry Jones has never been afraid to pay tax, right? I mean, I think he pays it. I can't remember the last time the Cowboys were under the cap. I'd like to need to look that up. They've been over the cap. I mean, it's not a it's a it's a Dallas thing. We just pay the tax. Uh when you don't commit to him after the year he had last year, it, to me that that's that says a lot. It says a lot about where the organization likes Dalton Schultz. He's a poor run blocker and a team. Bro, but they poor. they didn't want to pay Zeke 
after he tore it up for his first few years. It's just you can't be rewarding every player they that comes along Dak. and has a good year. They fought Dak before they paid him. It's well, it, yeah, but you haven't paid Dak. Demarcus but they Lawrence, him. Paid, like you guys just shell out a whole lot of money and everything. It's not they might have not had the cap space to do that. They're shedding a lot yes. of their cap with these moves. We pay the tax. That's fine, but you still have to fit into the uh, uh, the cap. Well, I, I see what you're saying. What I'm telling you is, there's room. You make <laughs> you restructure deals. You're paying them ten million dollars a year this year, going, and that's all that that all that hits the cap. You don't, okay. you don't across the league. Across the league, you don't bend over backwards to pay tight ends. No, I mean that's just. Plus, I mean, speaking on this year alone, anyways, man, where's where's your emphasis on this man's going to get his money? What it what it uh he will he's gonna get paid and he won't be in Dallas when he gets his when he gets his second contract. So he won't be good this year, is what you're saying. I have him at tight end six. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I can't. I can't put him above George Kittle. I can't put him above Darren Waller. For them. I George can't. Little. Oh. George Brittle. George Brittle. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. One. Almost eleven million is hitting the cap because of the tag. That's not a lot, though, man. I mean. For, for, for reference, I think. In so Joe is Cruz it a lot of money or not? I'm confused. Like, are they paying him a lot of money, or are they not paying him a lot of money? Does he need more money? Does he? Let me look up David and Joku's deal because I, I think he'll make. I think more it was four for fifty-six, which averages out to fourteen mil a year. So, so yeah, eleven mil for the cap, I, I think is is cheap. But you could have you could have locked him up for a lot cheaper. I think that I think Dallas is is going to pay a premium for Dalton Schultz this year. Okay, so he's making a premium. I'd hate to be Dalton Schultz. Are y'all going to franchise tag me and pay me more than if you just gave me a contract? Oh, I'm mad. There's a reason every player wants a long term deal. Yeah, I mean it's guaranteed money, but he's if, if he's making eleven million this year and he breaks his back and never plays again, he's doing just fine. Okay. Moving on. Hey, y'all thought this tight end? Y'all thought the tight end rate was going to be boring? We out here, boys. It's going to get boring. Yeah. We, we reached peak excitement. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Number five is George Kittle. Boom. I got him at five. Goni's got him at six. Beggs has got him at four. You, uh, I'm just going to sit back because I got him exactly where he's supposed to be. You go ahead, Goni. I mean, I might have him too low at the six. He's he's great. He's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but he scares me with the injuries, dude. He misses games every year. He's missed games for each of the last three years, and he's already dealing with a calf injury. He's expected to miss all the OTAs. I mean, he, he just can't stay on the field. And then you have Trey Lance potentially starting at quarterback. More than likely not going to be Jimmy. Jimmy passed for over 4,000 yards last year, and I don't see Lance getting to that. George Kittle also doesn't ever – he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. He had his career high last year, which was six. Over the rest of his career, he had two in 2020. He had five in 2019, five in 2018, two in 2017. So you mix that, the low touchdown uh, rate that he has, his injury history that he has, and a – Essentially, rookie quarterback on the field. I mean, I know it's Trey Lance's second year, but he's only played in a very little amount of games. It's just, it, it's hard for me to be excited for him 
and put him up into like my top five, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've got him. Yeah, I, aside from his his rookie year, if he's played at least fourteen games, he's never finished lower than fourth. He's an elite, elite run blocker, absolutely elite. So he stays on the field, which is really one of my biggest knocks on Dalton Schultz. Uh, was you know he, he's only on the field in passing situations. He's a poor, poor run blocker. Kittle's how, on. How many points do you get for run blocks though in fantasy? Well, the point is you're on the field more. I like guys who are on the field. I like snaps. I like volume out of my players when I'm on the field. If you're on the field, you can catch the ball. If you're not on the field, you can't. Not when they're uh, running it. What am I? What am I? Oh, you're running. One of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite things about George Kittle though is his yak. Uh, he's an he's an elite yards after the catch guy. Um, he was second. He's number two last year uh, in, on 14 games in yards after the catch. He's a guy you can get him the ball early and he can get his. Uh, I don't think he's as dependent on quarterback uh, play as some other tight ends are. Uh, I trust Shanahan get him the ball. I like George Kittle. He's solid. Yeah, that's that's really all it is. George Kittle. The only reason that I can't put him any higher. I have my upper echelon, my Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Schultz just this year because of it, and I can't, I don't see him breaking that. But it's literally only a health issue for me. He's just, he, the man doesn't stay healthy, and that's the only knock on him. If if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, he's going to be in there for all seventeen games this year," mm. um, I'd put him in, I'd put him at the three easily, uh, and yeah. it wouldn't even, wouldn't be any question. Sure. I'd, I'd probably put him. I'd probably put him at the two, honestly. Anyways, oh, I'd put him at three. I'd put him at three. He just—he manages almost a hundred targets at a thousand yards, despite all the health health issues. Anyways, he only—he uh, only had one drop last year, and that was on seventy-one receptions. And like Begley said, he leads tight ends in snap share. Um, but on top of that, he has the second highest uh, in target share at twenty-four point nine percent. So uh, they want to get him the ball. I mean, he's a—he's a monster, and uh, like Begley said. Yards after the catch, yards after contact. He's he's just an absolute beast. You have to you have to put the ball in his hands, and they don't have elite quarterback play. And when the quarterback play gets worse, I feel like the tight end opportunities increase. Just as as long as he can stay healthy, if he's on the field, he's going to be a beast. A disclaimer: I love George Kittle. George Kittle might be my favorite tight end in the league, and he became that just a couple of years ago when the Saints were playing the 49ers. I don't know if you guys remember this at all. It was an absolute shootout, and on the game-winning drive, this man caught a big-time pass. I think it was on either third or fourth down, and third and fourth or long, catches the ball as he's going down the sideline. Saints defender grabs him by the face mask, and he absolutely drug this man by his face mask 15 more yards <laughs> and got them into field goal range to win the game. Net curls. Uh, man, imagine being that, DB. Imagine you you you, you draw a just penalty just to not bring that man down. With man. his face. If, I, if I'm getting face. a face mask, I'm snapping your neck in half. If yeah, you, if no, I, that guy went for a ride. If you drag me one yard after I pull your face mask, I'm absolutely trying to just spin your head around. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, granted, I, that's that's all hearsay because if I tried to pull anybody's face mask face mask in the NFL, I'd get bucked off that horse. All right, 
we good on George Kittle? Any other points? Are we good there? Just stay we healthy, bro. We all stay love healthy. George Brittle. We he just stay healthy. Just man. need him on the field. Uh, yep. Number six, I've got him back there. I think the reason's kind of transparent. Uh, it's Darren Waller. I have him at eight. Goni and Beggs have him at five. It, it's he only played in what eleven games last year. He was on pace for like a great amount of targets, like what 130 something on pace for about 130. Uh, he has a great target share when he's on the field at 24.2 percent. Um, so nothing really knocking. He only had two touchdowns in 11 games. That's that's the issue I have. Uh, one problem that he does have is he was like third from the bottom with an 8.6 percent drop rate. Let's let's just call a spade a spade here. I think he's not going to be as great because. Devontae Adams is going to be there. He only got two touchdowns last year. The touchdowns are going to be leaning more towards Devontae Adams now. I feel like the uh, the drives will be prolonged, so he will probably get more kind of a reception increase. It, it's, again, it's a health thing for me. I don't know if he can stay healthy. Devontae Adams is going to soak up a lot of that red zone work and a lot of the volume work. I just don't see him being top five this year with Devontae Adams and his health issues and his drop problems. Uh, I mean, you know, he's kind of similar to Kyle Pitts, right? He, he he's he's split out wide a lot. He's six six, two fifty five. I mean, when he plays, he, he's a top five tight end. Always has been. I see what you're saying, and I, I mean, I did have him at, at five, so I do have some regression because of Devontae, but. I mean, there's a lot of chemistry there, man, with him and Carr. Um, I, I mean, this guy's a red zone monster. What do you think, Goni? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have kind of a bad feeling towards Darren Waller. It might have affected my ranking a little bit. Uh, I I don't know. I have him at five this year. I Last year was the first year ever for me in fantasy that I went ahead and I took a tight end early within the first, like, three rounds and he absolutely disappointed me. I was like, oh, you know, I got to get one of these good tight ends. I want to have that positional advantage. Um, you thought he was going to be an absolute killer last year after the first week because he got 19 targets. So 19 targets, you're like, oh, holy crap. This man is going to light the world on fire. He didn't do that for the rest of the season. He 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 missed six games, and he was kind of just disappointing all around. He only scored two touchdowns. Like you guys said, they traded for Devontae Adams. It might take the pressure off of Waller, but also the other thing for me that I mentioned in the quarterback podcast we did, Derek Carr, man, he's only thrown for over 30 touchdowns one time in his entire career. Mm -hmm. Just one time. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to get his. Hunter Renfro is going to grab a few of those as well. And I don't see Waller getting over five or six touchdowns like just, I, I don't know i i'm kind of want begley expand on why you're saying he's a red zone beast he's six six two fifty five he's uh, a big boy i mean he's a he's just he, he, he's extremely large so uh, he has the physical capabilities of being a red zone beast is what you're telling me yeah yeah exactly okay i mean i uh, think he's a major problem in in the red zone that's I think, fair I think if they can shift a lot to devonta Leave them one on one. That's that's what I'm kind of hinging on as well because two touchdowns is that ain't gonna cut it. It's just not gonna cut nah. it for for a top tier tight end. 
Uh, he only got Nine. 15 red zone targets all last year, which yeah. was like I think tied for ninth with like three, four other guys. So yeah. well, tied tied for ninth is is not as good as it sounds. Yeah, well, the Raiders had problems all last year, man. I I, I think I told this stat before they kicked more field goals than anybody else in the league. They had a they had a touchdown problem. It's because Derek Carr can't score touchdowns, bro. He throws for a whole lot of yards, but uh, I, he doesn't score touchdowns. It with with Devontae Adams, are the Raiders a top five team in the league in terms of their skill players? Josh Jacobs, Waller, Devonta, Renfro, is that top five in the league? To me, you rank players based off of wins. Are you talking about fantasy production? Because if we're talking about real NFL, then nah. But I'm talking about fantasy. I'm talking if you if you look at the Raiders skill players, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, is that a top five team in the league in terms of fantasy production? I was year? talking to Goni about this. I don't remember I don't know if you were on yet or not. I think Renfro is extremely underrated. I don't know why he's still underrated, because if you look at what he did last year, he should mm-hmm. be on everybody's radar. And he didn't make RWR2s, but he was, he was just a PPR out, machine. He was just outside. So yeah. I, I see that's that's not a dumb question. I don't want anybody to be like, it's just Devontae Adams and Darren Waddle. Like, Hunter Renfro's a monster. He did great. Yeah, yeah. sure. So at top five, off the top of my head, it's hard to say that because obviously like the first teams that come to mind to me are like uh, Broncos, Bengals, Chargers – uh, type of situation. So I don't. If, if three come to mind right off the bat, I don't. I'm not too comfortable saying top five, but top ten for sure. I'd snap. I'd snap. Call a top ten. Bucks would be another one. By the way, Bucks. Just thinking off the top of the head. I mean, uh, same boat as Wayne. Uh, possibly. Possibly. Just value all around. I mean, they have two two viable wide receivers there. You have. A, a good tight end that could be top five. You have a running back that could be top 15. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Josh, he, Josh Jacobs can pull it off. He can. There's a pathway, but he also might not be with the team next year. They declined his option. Yep. So He probably won't um, be with the team. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Derek Carr, He's he feels like Kyler Murray light to me as ter- in terms of fantasy production and i mean that only in the sense of that i've said this before the cardinals start off the first half of the season extremely hot and then they fade and i feel like the last two years at least i've seen Derek carr like being the in the top three for passing yards and then by the end of the year it's like oh where'd he go where'd he go yeah well he stole the ball to brian edwards and the ghost of henry ruggs i mean who's he been throwing the ball to it's ugly he had amari cooper one time <laughs> a long time ago. There's a reason the Cowboys let him walk. It's hard to watch sometimes. If you, you could pay him a lot, you gave him five years for a hundred milli. And we did, and he, I think that contract was a failure. Bad choices. They yeah, buy, they I buy the tax. That was like the Roy Williams contract. Just Cowboys don't uh, stop going for wide receivers from other teams, man. Just draft organically. It's been a rough twenty years. <laughs> twenty-five consensus. Number seven, Goni and I had the consensus seven at seven. Who threw it off? 
Begley, of course. TJ Hawkinson. Goni and I, 7-7. Begs at 8. Not going to argue too much on this one. We're obviously pretty pretty standard there. Uh, Begs, why do you have him a a pinch further behind? Um, I think that I do think the Lions are a better team. I think with with Shark and Jamison Williams and Healthy Swift, uh, I think that that his target share goes down this year. It was a twenty one percent last year. I think it goes down. Um, I'm a little concerned about his health. Um, I, I think four TDs is about right. Um, I, tell me something that Hawkinson does really well uh, that, that that makes you guys. Think that there's a path to, to seven here, eight to me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Why? Why don't I? Uh, he, he catches the ball very well. Uh, yeah. He was uh, tied for third with only a two point four percent drop rate. Uh, he was top ten in true catch catch rate at ninety one percent, and right. he was number one in contested catch rate at seventy three point three percent. He catches the ball so- very well. Okay, I and, and that is an absolutely that's that's a skill and and that's uh, that's an important skill. I just think his total number of catchable balls goes down. That's that's a Jared Goff problem. That's not a that's a Jared. Hawkinson. Yeah, he, but that's he, my. There was thing. a few games last year where he didn't. He got targeted a lot, but the catchable balls weren't necessarily there. He also had the second best dominator rating among tight ends, which is the percentage of the team's total yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he's a vital part of the offense. DJ Chark is just there for the deep threat. They brought in rookie Jamison Williams, who's probably not going to be ready to go right away. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have you have Amon Ra, Amon Ra St. Brown, who's still the third option. So it's are you probably, not about his health? That's it. Ha- Hawkinson's, that, yeah. I that's, mean, that's, that's a lot it. of guys, that, though, bro. That's the only. I, well, I don't know what the problem is with these freaking tight ends, man. But if that's, I, I hate ranking people further back than what their talent should be based solely on their health. And that's really what it is for half these guys. But I mean, that's, that's the only thing that scares me off putting Hawk, um, above. Yeah. Darren Waller. I I mean, I I don't, I don't see him going above George Kittle or Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I don't see him even in a fully healthier competing with those spots. Um, but if, if Hawk can just be healthy, the man's got hands. He's just got Jared Goff throwing him the ball, which that's why I think his contested, uh, catch rate being number one at that is very important because he's having to battle for a lot of his balls. And that's why he can't get up there though, is the quarterback play, the, the stalling of the drives, you know, more, well, less opportunities really to score when, when it comes down to it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I'm going to throw out here. He's a poor run blocker. It limits his snaps. I don't care about that, man. So he gets zero points from run blocking, just like every other tight end in the game. Got it, man. He's he's a vital part of the offense. There's not a lot of teams in the league where the tight end is your number one passing option. That's what you want. And And the thing is, he had a higher snap percentage than Travis Kelsey. Your clear cut number one greatest of all time. He's on the field more than Travis Kelsey's on the field. Is Travis Kelsey, is he going to end up the best tight end of all time? No. No, Tony Gonzalez. You, you no. Say, is he better than Witten? Gronkowski is better than all of them. 
<clears throat> if he if he doesn't come back, he's done. He retires as the goat. I actually just looked this up just on the off chance that we talked about it because I it, wanted to you, you gave him a segue to talk about you Gronk. guys didn't. <laughs> you guys didn't want. It? Yeah, thanks, Bex. You guys didn't want to talk about Gronk because oh, he's not signed yet. He's, he's not, not signed. Really? Like he ain't coming back or something. Anyways, as of right now. Travis Kelsey is he's only 200 yards behind Gronk in all time, you know, receiving yards, but he's 35 touchdowns behind Gronk. So as great as Travis Kelsey has been for fantasy or for real football, and this isn't even counting playoffs because Gronk has the second most playoff touchdowns ever from a tight end as well. So, I mean, Gronk's the better one. But where does he rank among the all-time greats, not including Travis Kelsey? Genuinely asking. The all-time greats? Like your Antonio well, Gates, your Tony Gonzalez, your Shannon no, Sharps. Where is he around I, those? Because uh, ta- he's talking greatest the, of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. The only two that had more touchdowns than him, there's only two tight ends that have over 100 touchdowns in their career, and it was Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. And I believe Tony Gonzalez played 270 games and um, Antonio Gates played – it was well in the 200s. Gronk played like almost half of that. I think he was in the 140 or 150 range of games. Longevity is a skill. Drew Brees well, averages more yards per game than Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, but his greatness in a shorter time that he caught up, he, he averages more of everything considering he played such a – Smaller it doesn't matter. Longevity is a skill. Drew Brees averages more yards per game than Tom Brady. Okay, so if he gets his if he gets eight touchdowns this year, he'll be at a hundred than Tom Brady. But you lost a hundred dollars on that bet. Longevity, longevity is a skill. I mean, we've already proven that with Tom Brady. Mad Mob. I know Wayne has Tom Brady on his team, but about three or four years ago, we had a wager that. I took Tom Brady being the Patriots fan, of course, and he was a Tom Brady hater because he was on the Patriots, that Tom Brady would finish his career with more passing yards and touchdowns than Drew Brees. And we all know how that turned out. And now Wayne loves Tom Brady. Listen, Mad Mob, I would have won that bet if I would have put the clause in that when one of them retired. Because when Drew Brees retired, Drew Mm -hmm. Brees had more passing yards and more touchdowns. Therefore, longevity is a talent. Tom Brady out longevity Drew Brees. But when you're going by overall averages, Drew Brees had more. So you can't twist it and say, oh, Will Gronk played less games. He did more in less games, but he's done less. Longevity is a talent. Spoiler I, I, alert, he didn't put that clause in there, by the way. I didn't put I, that clause in there, but I'm just, if I had, at the point of one of them retiring, Drew Brees was better in pretty much all individual quarterback statistics. Yeah, but that's fine. And we we do this all the time, and you're going to probably agree now because Don Brady's a Patriot. Just because you have the he's most numbers, you have the most – or, yeah, sorry, he's a buck, my bad. I it wish he was bad. a Patriot still. <laughs> it is your bad. Um, anyways, just because you have the most of anything stats-wise that are not championships doesn't make you the best. Emmett Smith has the most rushing yards and he's not considered I I haven't heard anyone consider Emmett Smith to be the best running back of what all about time you except bags? maybe Bags. He's the goat. 
He's not. See, this I, is exactly I'm glad you gave that segue. Now, do we have a few minutes to talk about Emmett Smith? <laughs> this is this is exactly how the tight end rankings needed to go. Is us talking about Tom Brady and Emmett Smith and Tony Gonzalez and all that. I mean, hundred dollar bets and how Wayne lost them. I thought we we literally thought this was going to be a thirty minute episode. We're an hour in now, and we're not, we're getting to the number eight because we've done a lot of not talking about tight ends. Hey, it listen, makes the show I'm, better. No one likes to hear about tight ends, man. They all suck. I've got to throw this in here. I have to. I, I can't move on until I get this off my chest. Gronk was a really good run, run blocker. <laughs> How do you factor that into the go talk? Run I, blocking for MVP. I laughed so hard I squeezed a little fart out whenever I did that. Just thought that should be fun. <laughs> Consensus number eight. Can we move on, boys? Is there anything else we got to talk about? Or are we good? Are we good here? Gronk's the best of all time. Go ahead. Right, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, eight, Zach Ertz. I have him uh, the highest at six. Goni, the lowest at nine. Beggs, right in the middle, but closer to me at seven. Zach Ertz, last year, third in targets, fourth in receptions, uh, 74 receptions on 112 targets. Um, he was fifth in red zone targets with 18 um, and seventh, seventh with a 19.3% target share. Uh, listen, he finished as, what, the tight end five. I think there's going to be a slight age regression. But with the D-hop suspension, I feel like Hollywood coming in just replaces Christian Kirk. I don't think it takes more away. I mean, you talk to Begley, and Hollywood Brown is going to be the best wide receiver next year. He's wrong. Uh, spoiler alert, he's, he's 100% wrong with that. Zach Ertz, I am banking on statistically him doing just a skosh worse. I'm just uh, – TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, George Kittle, it's a perfect world. They're all going to be healthy. They all have to be ranked higher than him. I just – Zach Ertz, it's just an age regression thing. That's all it is for me. D Hop being out six weeks is definitely going to help him. But, you know, you, you want your tight ends to be peaking during playoffs, not at the beginning of the season. That's that's my only issue with him. But that's but I do have him the highest of six. I feel like he's he finished five last year. Just a, just a slight regression. Just a slight age regression is, is all I'm seeing here. It's the same situation for him. He's sure-handed. He gets targeted a lot. Donnie? I mean, he pretty much touched on everything. I, I think he's going to be the number two target behind Hollywood while D-Hop serves his six-game suspension. He was, he was good last year also for the Cardinals. He came in uh, on a trade in week six, and he had seven weeks of double-digit points along that time towards the end of the season. It's just, uh, I think he starts off hot. I said the same thing about Hollywood. He starts off hot, as the Cardinals do in the first half. No D-hop. He's going to boost his points there and look a lot better than he is, and then we're going to see the slide in the second half, as the Cardinals always do. And that's, that's really all I got. They have a good offense. They have a good quarterback for the first half of the year. It, it, it's almost like he did it a Kardashian, the way his career just fell off. What happened? <laughs> man? He, he actually he was did one hit a, wonder, an Olympic gold medalist or a World Cup. Winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he just disappeared one. Like, he's, he was good, and the next season he was trash can. I think he's sad because he's not the best athlete in his household. Ah, just a little bit of a complex. Okay, I got it. I got it. Who's who's number nine, Wayne? 
Number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this is the most underwhelming one for me, and I really don't have a lot on them. Um, it's Dawson Knox. Goni and I both have him at 10. Uh, Beggs has him at 9. Dawson Knox, dude, there's literally nothing sexy about this guy whatsoever. Hey, let's be honest. The 9, 10, 11, 12 uh, of the tight ends, if you're you're picking them in double-digit rounds. So we'll just blast through these for you real quick and wrap it up. Dawson Knox, he's touchdown dependent. He only had 49 receptions, but he managed to finish as a tight end 11 last year because he got touchdowns. Eight. I mean, huh? Tight end eight. Yeah, he was eight. Okay, tight end eight on 49 receptions. Even even crazier. He's just in a high-powered offense. I feel like he's going to get about the same, maybe a little bit more reception work, but about the same touchdown. I mean, purely touchdown dependent, which I personally hate. But, I mean, it is what it is. He's on the Bills. Yeah. I mean, you know, now that the Bills get to elevate future Hall of Famer Gabe Davis, I am worried about Dawson Knox. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Gabe Davis for wide receiver four. Uh, <laughs> Gabe Davis for not MVP. Uh, you know, until the back half of the year, man, his volume went up a little bit. I think he started to gain Josh Allen's trust. I mean, this is a guy that he could finish top seven. It wouldn't surprise me. Would that surprise any of you? I mean, yeah, <laughs> man, nickel and diamond here, nickel and diamond. If he finishes one spot better than his top eight finish, you know, I love, I love that Begley is our Chris Collinsworth. It, whenever he talks about any player, we got to hear, listen, this is a guy. This is, now here's a guy. <laughs> now here's a guy. I'm about to say, now here's a guy so loud. Now man. here's a guy who could definitely be a tight end seven. I just, I personally don't love him, man. He, his ADP's, his ADP right now is the eight oh two, so eighth round, the tight end nine. I, he doesn't get a lot of volume. They have a great passing offense. They got rid of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. They brought in Jamison Crowder to play the slots. Manuel, Manuel, but I, I mean, like Wayne said, he's touchdown dependent, man. It took him nine touchdowns to get into the tight end eight spot and i don't think i see that again man I, I really don't so i know i had him at nine but it wouldn't surprise me if i saw him fall back it would probably surprise me more to see him move up than to fall back fair enough yep agreed uh number 10 uh mike gisicki i have met nine goni at 13 goni was the only one that did not have him as a starting tight end and beckley at 11 I have him at nine. He was fifth with 73 receptions and fourth with 111 targets. Um, we all get that Tyreek is there now, and he's going to be siphoning a lot of those targets. I thought of that in my rankings here. He only got two touchdowns. There, There's going to be uh, – drives are going to be extended with Tyreek there. I think there's going to be a drop-off in his receptions – but an increase in touchdowns to increase from two. Isn't that big of a deal? A slide drop off at 73 from a skill perspective. He was the only tight end with a hundred percent true catch rate. He on and we've harped on all the health issues that these tight ends have been dealing with. Gasecki has only missed one game in four years. I, I that's good enough. I say think it. He, I know you want to say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Talent is availability. I just I think you can get great value for Gasecki. 
he'll be solid for you all year. What's his ADP? Hit me with it. 906 as the tight end 12. Great value. I think you can get great value for a reliable tight end. He's not going to set the world on fire for you, but he'll be in your starting lineup every week. I mean, I might have him too low. I'm not going to lie. I had him lower than you guys did. He he finished as the tight end nine last year, and he finished as the tight end seven in 2020. But, I mean, they did bring in Tyreek Hill, so I think his target share goes down, his targets. He saw 112 last year. I, I, th- I, I just think it comes down. Two only threw 16 touchdowns. I don't know. I can't say with any certainty that his touchdowns go up. I think he might From just two? be more of a security blanket. 16. He had 16 last year. Tua did. You don't think Gusecki can improve on two touchdowns? I mean, yeah, because it's only two, but I don't see him getting that's more all, than That's all I needed to hear. Okay, cool. Begs, five. Begs, what you got? Begs what you got. Does that really boost him a whole lot? Three touchdowns? I no. think it, it keeps him about where he was last year. I don't have him setting the world on fire and pounding up in the yeah, rankings. Yeah, but that's, that's PPRing you to, people to death, and I don't think he PPRs people to death this year. He He's does. not going to have 73 receptions, bro. Agreed. I, there will be a slight uh, reception regression. I actually, so, uh, I mean, I actually have that in my notes here. Regression on targets increase in mm, touchdowns. Love it, love it. You hit the right spot there, man. It's just, I, I think they're going to continue to pass. They brought in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, but neither them nor Miles Gaskin worries me about them being super effective and revamping the run game or anything. So I, I think they pass more. And really, I guess it's more, and I don't think you guys do, but I think it's more of a, you have to believe that two is going to make the jump this year. I personally think he does. It's just how big of a jump, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But I see Waddle getting a whole lot of targets. I see Tyree getting a whole lot of targets. And it, it's just hard for me. I know Gasicki's good, but uh, I don't. I don't love him. Uh, yeah, he's he's a guy, especially in redraft, I'm fading. Um, you know, they brought the 49ers offense over. Um, you know, generally speaking, uh, they run 21 personnel. You're right, you got your X and your Y receivers. Kaseki, I think he had like 85% of his snaps for on the slot or the outside. Um, he's not, you know, Kittle's a unicorn, right, in San Francisco, because he can line up, he can block, and he's a really good receiver from uh, from the flanker on the line. Gusecki isn't like that. Great run blocker. Phenomenal. Top tier He's so blocker. many fantasy points from the run blocking Top tier run blocker. He, he's he's a slot receiver that's labeled as a tight end. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about Mike this year. I, I'm He's a guy I'm not drafting, put it that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong on him. You got to get the value. Like, I'm fading him as well. I'm, I'm willing to be wrong mm-hmm. on Gusecki. Eleven, we we actually all have this guy as a tight end one. Uh, Dallas Geodert, Dallas Goddard. I have him at twelve. Beggs has him at twelve. Goni at eleven. So we all have him as a tight end one, just way back there. Goni, why do you have him not dead last as far as tight end ones go? Uh, just for what he did last year, and it, this even might be. A little high, but he finished with 56 receptions for 830 yards and four touchdowns. They go ahead, they bring in AJ Brown in the offseason. They, who they got for at the draft, they traded for him. So it probably brings his target share down. 
I'm I'm thinking that the the Eagles have to pass more this year, right? They rank dead last in pass attempts. There's nowhere to go but up. So they they go up, right? I don't like know, overall I, pass attempts. I feel or, like Jalen Hurts got to depend on his legs. We can't rank. I can't I can't stand by where I had him ranked as a quarterback and say he's going to pass more. No, but I, they even ran the ball a lot with like the running backs. Boston Scott got a lot of work. Uh, you know, they gave everyone the ball except Miles Sanders for some reason, who is the, probably the best running back on the team. I know Beggs was super high on him last year, but uh, dude, he's got to be a demon in the locker room, right? I mean, every coach got to be. He's got to be awful to deal with. Yeah, he's got to be. He's probably Antonio Brown 2.0. That's that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of right now. He's got to be absolutely nuts. That's yeah. the only reason why they're not giving him the ball and can't wait for his contract to run out. Man, yeah, I know. Because he's good. He's good when he gets the ball. They just refuse to give him the ball. Mm. So, I mean, I think they, I think they pass more this year. You have to. You're bringing in AJ Brown. You just paid the man. You got to pass the ball more. I, I feel like, uh, I mean, Goddard's a he's a big target. He's six five and he works the middle of the field pretty well. He he had good, you know, energy. With, Jalen last year. He he was kind of a little bit of a go to guy for him. So uh, I guess really it's just will Jalen Hurts take the leap as a passer and will they shift a little bit more to the passing game? I, the yeah. only thing AJ Brown does is is extend drives a little bit. My thing with Gasecki is or Goddard. <laughs> My thing with Dallas Goddard is he had the third fewest red zone targets. Um, among tight ends, and part of that is Jalen Hurts can't get him down the field. That's, that's going to be an issue. It, the good thing about Dallas Goddard is he ranked third in target separation at 2.3 yards. So he's getting open. It's just can Jalen get him the ball, some some quality balls, which he actually, I mean, percentage-wise, he, he had, what, 76 targets, 56 catches on him. So, it's, I mean, he's yeah. catching a decent percentage of the balls thrown his way. I just I don't I I see Dallas Goddard being Dallas Goddard next year. I mean it's it's that simple for me. I don't see a major leap happening, but I also don't see a major regression. I, I think he mispronounced his name about four times. <laughs> Pronounce it for me. I've Goddard. always called. I've always called. What did I call him? I, honestly, it's <laughs> you quite a, quite a few things. Yeah, I think you called him everything but Dallas Goddard. But it's okay. I, I've been calling See? him Dallas Goddard, right? Mm. 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 Sure, you threw it in there once. Sure, man. Go Cowboys. Who's number 12 here? Uh, I'm trying to build the suspense. The tight end 12 because it makes me sick that he's here. Makes <laughs> me sick. One of Beggs' MVPs. Uh, for you MVP. that have been following along. I just want to throw out that Goni and I have this guy as the tight end 14. So we don't even have him the first one out. He's I don't even want to rank him there, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was 14, and I just put him there just because I was in the bath, like I've already mentioned before, and I just had to go ahead and throw some in that, somebody in there to get a consensus. But Begley had him at 10. I think it's egregious that he didn't have him at 1 the way he talks him up. We're talking about Pat yeah. Fryermuth. 
Brett First Brown ever tight end MVP. Tight end MVP. Greatest He's the greatest of all time. time. He's better than Gates or Tony Gonzalez or if, Gronk. If Tony you know Gun- why? Because he passed blocks and he <laughs> run blocks. If Tony Gonzalez, <laughs> Antonio Gates, and Gronk had a threesome love child, it'd be Pat Fermuth. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about him. Begley, just to, why is he going to be amazing? I'll be quick because the answer is pretty – well, the answer is <laughs> – look. Well, it's not simple. How much time we got? He, he's he got a lot of things to look for in a tight end. He's targeted in the red zone. Wayne, do you have that stat in front of you by any chance? Yeah, he's good. He's tied for most red zone targets. 20. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is. You know what else he's good at? He yards after the catch, which I love. Because you know what? Trubisky's not going to give him the kind of ball Big Ben did, so he's going to have to get his own, and he can do it. And you know what else I love? Great run blocker. Pat Fryer moves for MVP. This is a guy I'm taking in every league I'm in this year. Every Listen, league. Uh, you know what else Begley loves? People that are on the field. Do you know what his snap share ranking is? Not good. 24th. He's a rookie. He, he blocks so hey, well. Man, do you love keep people on the field? Yeah, if you're a good run blocker, you're on the field. But he's ranked 24th. Hey, man, do you love people that get the ball? Because you know where he ranks there? 23rd with a 13% mad target mob, share. Mad mob, if you're playing in a tight end run blocking premium league, uh, definitely draft him because you'll get some extra bonus points hey, that'll hey, obliterate your competition. Hey, Beggs. Hey, Beggs. Do you love yards after the catch or average yards? yards he he ranks 26 in average target distance at 5.03 yards. Average target distance. Yeah. I see yards after the catch. I see him ranked 12th. Three and a half. I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, bro, a falling off Hall of Fame Big Ben – is worlds better than Mitch Trubisky, who's not really ever accomplished much in his short career, except being known as the guy who got taken before Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in the draft. <laughs> Way to go, Bears. Way to trade up for that pick Duh, and Bears. grab that guy. Duh, Bears. So the, the targets are not the same, dude. The drives are not going to be extended. He Seven touchdowns. He was buoyed on seven touchdowns last year. Do you think he scores seven touchdowns? I don't, but I think he uh, I think he commands a little more of the snap share. He's got great hands. Why? Why? Because I think he's a good run block. I think he's on the field more this year. Uh, you know, still, look, Steelers were in shotgun all year last year. There's no threat to run the ball. So he was there to essentially help keep Big Ben off his butt, especially with the line they had last year. Bro, but there's only there's only one ball. We always say this, man. There's only one ball. Mm. You've already talked about Najee getting his. All right, Deontay is going to get his. Deontay's usually the target leader all the time. It's going to be a smaller passing pie that they're going to be eating from this year as compared to previous years as well. I mean, it's I just I don't see the path for him to get to even where he got last year. Uh, not unless it's half point pass block league. Ah, yeah, full point, full point pass block, <laughs> run he, block. I'm sorry. He, he's going to be on the field more. I I, I think he's going to get more targets personally i think his touchdowns will go down Thanks. Uh, can i can i extend a doink bet to you because i am i think i'm the only guy that that ranked this guy i want to say that robert tunyon who's going much further back five rounds further back robert tunyon has a better fantasy finish than your boy the mvp run blocking champion of the world say with the country twang Pat Fryermuth. Let's go. Lock it in. Lock it in. Oh, the door. let's go. Take that one to the bank, Wait, Mad Mob. That's that's what you call a layup. 
Um, Just call away, I'm man. taking. Take? I'm taking Robert Tunyon there for the same okay. reason that I think Aaron Jones is going to win MVP. Okay. There's just it, it's uh, Tunyon's going to get a lot of garbage tutties. Simple as that. Garbage tutties. And and Rogers trusts uh, Tunyon, Robert Tunyon. Okay. He trusts him. He doesn't have anyone really to throw to. And I mean, Tunyon's good. He finished as the tight end. Four, I believe, uh, just a couple years ago. Beg said, Beg said, Christian Watson ain't gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be absolutely nothing on that offense because Aaron Rodgers has to trust you, and there are only three offensive players on that team that Aaron Rodgers trusts, and Robert Tunyon's one of them. All right, Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I had to get one of those in there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're at an hour and twenty minutes. Man, I don't know how we did that with tight ends. I just what it just. Very quick, very, very, very quick. Uh, I think Goni already did it. So you're the guy that you would sneak into the top twelve is Robert Tunyon, right? Correct. Okay, Beggs. Do you have a guy outside of the top twelve that you think could could be solid? Alberto Broncos, absolutely. Okay, Alberto taking the no offense spot, but actually has a good quarterback. Uh, yep. Mine is, and I just wanted to say this because it's going to make Begley cringe. Uh. I'm sorry, dude. Commit. Love it. No. I love it. Cole Commit. I feel like he's going to be he's, – he's a massive guy, 6'6", 260. Great, great pass blocker. Uh, that that offense just doesn't have anybody other than Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. He's going to be a PPR beast. That's it. We're done. We did it. Is the doink bet in? It is in. Two doink bets on the tight end episode. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. Beggs, you're gonna come over here tomorrow and help me with my fence some more. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Mad Mob, Twitter at Mad FF Podcast, email Mad FF Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to see our faces in this thing. Uh, YouTube, Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Samsung. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon. Uh, find us. Uh, send us your questions. Uh, we're always browsing Facebook and Reddit for questions. Our uh, question and answer podcast will probably be posted in the middle of the week this week. I think we're still kind of rounding up some questions. Uh, might get it in there Tuesday. I don't know, depending on when we can do it. Uh, but that's tight ends. Somehow we managed to run this far on tight ends. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Any any sign? Any any goodbyes to the people? I mean, uh, this was a lot more fun than I expected. Yeah, I'm gonna put the link. Uh, on this. We're Wayne. Can we slide in the uh, the link to my Pat, Pat Frymuth bed sheets anywhere so uh, Madbox can can order those if necessary? Yeah, I think you get a discount. It's in. It's in, it'll be in Begley's Amazon store. Okay, there we go. Uh, Pat moves for MVP. They'll they'll be on sale for free ninety nine because nobody wants them. <laughs> All right, Pat Mob, we're out. Later, guys. Later.